Hello, and Hello. welcome to this episode of Rule of Carnage. Uh, this is a video sequence of or podcast listening do's, uh, upon which myself, uh, Glenn Ford, a games designer and developer, and my good chum, Mike Hutchinson, also a games designer and developer, Hello. talk about designing better miniatures games, or at least we try to. We, we, we have a good go at it. Um, we do, we do, and we design better miniature games when we both don't have colds and snotty noses. But you'll we'll have to bear with us as we yeah. sump through the sump. There is, there is, there is the reality of winter afoot. So, and uh, having kids, yes. Um, so uh, I was thinking a little, um, a little recently about uh, that was that was one of my favourite sentences yet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a little recently. I was, yeah, I was, th- yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know how to punctuate it. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare go in there with punctuation. You'll lose a leg. <laughs> Keep your comments away. <laughs> what were you thinking about recently? I was thinking about the process I went through uh, back when I was designing uh, was what what was pitch and your at the time. Oh yeah. And is now boards and black flags. Um, and the lesson I think I learned from it and applied to Puke Apocalypse, mm. um, which is about stopping uh, sort of default behaviours in players. So Borders and Black Flags, Pitch and Yaw, is a pirate-based skirmish game where the, the deck is shifting backwards and forth so people fall back and forth if they've been knocked over. Now, the inspiration of which, if I remember correctly, was we looked at a couple of pirate games and you went, why is there no pirate game that actually has pirate ship mechanics in it? I'm going to fix that immediately. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that. There was a lot of watching um, uh, Black Sails, the, the oh, yeah. show, and just things in which uh, onboard combat is incredibly chaotic and whatnot. Um, and basically, I wrote a version of the game and it had this um, shifting and pitching and yawing mechanic in it. It had these weather mechanics, et cetera, et cetera. So and players, also, like, miniatures would get thrown around physically and stuff would fall on top of them and injure them. And... Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And also, because it's a pirate game, everyone had, you know, cutlasses and muskets yeah. and could shoot each other and, and, and shank each other up. And basically, the, the mechanics were essentially, I could trip you over, in which case, when the deck shifted, you go skinning across the deck over the side and get like insta killed. Mm-hmm. I can run up and shank you with my cutlass and do like a wound. Um, and what I found in playtesting is that nobody ever tripped ever anybody over. Nobody ever went over the side. Um, everybody just ran up and and shanked each other with their cutlasses because people understand running up and doing a wound to somebody with a pointy bit of metal. Um, and I don't necessarily understand the, so I've got to take a test in order to trip the person, but they might be able to stand up. And then I've got to hope that the ship is moving in the right direction in order to get them sliding around. And then there's also these crates that, and it's like balls to that. I'm just going to run up and shank people. And it was perfectly fine as a pirate game where people ran around and shanked each other and occasionally crates got involved in the action. It was fine. It was fun. It was. It was etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But fundamentally, I, I didn't want it to be a game primarily about people running up and stabbing each other and shooting each other. 
I wanted it to be this game about positioning and like knocking people over and keeping an eye on your surroundings and the the ground you're on and that being more important than maybe the man you're fighting the sort of I don't know the, the the Batman thing where it's like oh you must mount, mind your surroundings that's more important than the sort of guy in front of you mm. um, and so I had a few options you know one is make stabbing just really suboptimal just make it a really bad unfun idea you know for for people to engage with um and so people stop doing it and mm. then start doing the fun thing and risk somebody just engaging with something really unfun for ages in the game. Um, or, or, or indeed then saying, well, I want to be doing this thing and the designer has failed to make it fun. So this is a rubbish game. Absolutely. Um, option two is make a perfectly acceptable piratey game that has like this environmental thing going on that I wanted to have going on. But really, the environmental thing is a whole lot of faffing about mm. or something that is a bit of a background noise within a perfectly good pirate skirmish game. And I could totally take out the sort of pitching around stuff and still have a perfectly good pirate skirmish game. And so why are we having to stop at the end of every turn and worry about where all the crates are and stuff? Or option three is stop letting people shoot and stab each other. Just go, no, you, apparently your cutlasses... There's no, but there's no button for that. There isn't a button for it. They're just, they just don't hurt your, your cutlasses. You know, they, this is this is like Pirates of the Caribbean. People don't run up, stab people, and then their guts are everywhere and they bleed out and die. You know, everybody dies off screen because they've fallen off the edge of the ship or they've been, you know, it's... It's, right, it's, a, it's, a, it's a PG pirate skirmish game. Yeah, it's it's well, it's it's a pulp pirate skirmish yeah, game. It's yeah, yeah. all of those. You know, there's far more of a tradition of pirate movies in which there is no blood, and right, no... yeah, you finish someone off with a cutting insult, not a blade. Yes, and the, and the and the villain always ends up going over the edge of the ship just in case there's going to be a sequel, and people right. always get like knocked to knocked off screen mm -hmm. by a crate. You don't actually see. Yeah, you just see the crocodile going underwater. You don't actually see the guy getting eaten. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fundamentally, something like Black Sails is such a sort of impactful show because it has pirates actually battering each other with cannonballs and bottles and stuff like it probably would have happened. And it's incredibly visceral and horrifying because that's not our vision of like cinema pirates. And so in many ways, you know, I'm making a game that's closer to my vision anyway. But the point is... I basically took one of the main things that most people will be expecting when approaching a pirate game, which is I'm going to have a, you know, pistol and a cutlass and I'm going to, have to stab you and shoot you and just go, no, you just can't. You've got a pistol and a cutlass, but you just can't stab people to death with it. You can't shoot people to death with it. It just doesn't happen. I know, I know, I know. I also don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like the, the, the idea that just is sort of, forcing itself into the front of my brain is just this like comparison with like the affordances that a particular video game will give you are entirely set in stone and you can only do the things that the video game provides code to do and it like this idea of like jump man like the original super mario running up the donkey kong ladders like 
you have to jump over the barrels. That's the only option you're given. You can't blow them up. You can't like report the monkey to the authorities. You can't get a demolition crew to blow the building up. Like none of those things are available to you. There is a button for jumping. You have to jump over the barrels. And so like in many regards, like of course, as the game's designer, you are allowed to specify a limited palette of actions in order to in interact with this environment. But of course, like we work in a medium that is that emerged from simulation and you know the the, re the recreation of you know potentially any number of battlefield scenarios, and thus like this idea of well, no, tell let me imagine what's going to happen, and then you as the game designer need to provide me with systems to achieve that. And that's kind of like almost like a an unwritten default way around of doing it. But of course, that's nonsense when you look at video game design, and it's nonsense mm. when you look at board game design as well. But like. So I think what you're doing is simply saying, no, no, there's a palette of 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 verbs that I'm going to provide to you. I'm not going to provide you the stabbing verb like that doesn't you know, you can't stab jump you like Mario can't stab Kumbas like that's not a thing. Mm. Yeah. And, but it, obviously it seems so weird to pull out some of these things. And it seems like I, no, I it feels almost transgressive. It's like, well, I'm a pirate. Of course, I've got I've got a stabbing implement. Like, why am I holding a gun if I can't shoot it? But well, I don't yeah. know. It's just um, gone. Yeah, it's like, you know, a guy a guy popped up on the Discord recently with a horror game, and it's you know, uh, perfectly solid horror game. It's got some interesting bits to it, but fundamentally, you know, everyone's allowed to have guns, and there are shotguns and rifles and pistols, and the rifle has this mightiest range. And if you build a rifle character, what you can do is just stand there in the corner of the thing, going, "I am not worried about zombies. This is fine. This is absolutely okay." And it's like. This is a horror game. This is meant to be a horror game. I should never, ever feel comfortable because me and my buddies have all got rifles that have, like, good, solid rifle range. Maybe, but, like, even, even then, like, you know, something like Left 4 Dead provides a ton of, like, mechanics where you can say, well, yeah, you've got a rifle, but there's, like, there's 50 of them and they're all running towards you. Or, like, if you stand for too long in one place and aim, then the smoker comes and, like, grabs you and, like, you're screwed. No, so no, sure. Sure, there, there are ways around these things. There is there is the fundamental sort of, like, we have an idea that guns should have, like, power hierarchies within a game and that yeah. people who can fire guns should have levels of goodness. So we have this inbuilt idea that there should be a gun that's really good and mm. really powerful and a guy who's really good at firing that gun because that's just wrong if those things aren't true. Mm. And so there should be a build I can make where I can just walk in and blow everybody away with my gun. And it's like, no, they shouldn't. Not necessarily. No, yeah, it, does, it doesn't serve the narrative. It doesn't serve the fantasy. It doesn't deliver the experience. Yeah, and I think so often we just default to this sort of, there are certain things that should be in, you know, e even violent skirmish games, because, I, you know, I'm interested in non-violent skirmish games more and more, I think, because they offer more interesting options but we default to a sort of if a game has combat in it there needs to be a shooting rules there need to be some level of shooting rules even if it's just slings and bows things need to be able to get shot in the face at range and guns should be pretty darn effective and etc etc and it's just like there doesn't need to be anything in your game this is what it boils down to for me there is nothing that has to be in your game. There is nothing that is not within your power to say, I mm. don't care. It's gone. It's out. Um, again, you know, in a different discord, 
somebody was popped up talking about uh, a, a game we worked on, sort of saying the the player comes expecting a certain thing, mm-hmm. and if the game does not give them that certain thing, that is a badly designed game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, I don't think that's necessarily true, and I don't think that that's true as in the player comes expecting a certain physical mechanical thing and if i don't get that the game is bad i think right that... and there's there's you know there's potentially a problem that we talked about in an earlier vision uh, video of like how you have sold the game and whether your game delivers on the thing that you kind of sold it in as but like if i if i come to a first person shooter game expecting survival mechanics and this one doesn't have survival mechanics is that a badly designed fps no it's just doesn't have survival mechanics in it no absolutely and and if if what you've attempted to design is you know tabletop wargame rifle simulator then i very much question your design goals it's like <laughs> hopefully nobody's going in there going well what i was expecting was to be allowed to fire a rifle and i cannot fire a rifle so i don't see anything within this game to be of interest or use to anybody thank you very right, much right, you know, right. hopefully your your what you're saying what you're offering is something a bit more sort of high concept than that to some degree not that I'm knocking, you know, tabletop rifle simulator. I kind of want to make tabletop rifle simulator now. But <laughs> I mean, I've spent a lot of time with those light gun games where you hunt things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, there, there must be some form. But of... I think there's like even in that in that silly off comment. Like I think like there's there's a there's a thing about creating a purity of a game experience which says this is the thing that i'm excited about and this is the thing that i'm designing about and there's lots of opportunities to accidentally dilute the purity of the thing that you're trying to make by adding too many nouns and too many verbs and too many options and too many things that you add because you feel like they ought to be there and i do this all the time like i even now i'm adding a campaign system that won't be full enough tested to the game that I'm writing I'm doing it because people expect it and I kind of want it to be there but like it's ruining the purity of what I'm providing and delivering and am I just doing that because you know players are going to come to the game expecting there to be a campaign system and therefore it ought to be there um and so it's really yeah I really agree with you that it's worth examining whether these things need to be in there mm. and I like the fact that your example is, is is as sort of fundamental and central as like can I make a close combat attack like that feels like a in almost every case the answer would be yes of course but it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of cases yeah it certainly doesn't have to be a close combat attack that can wound somebody that can kill somebody it's totally fine for it to be about repositioning or in the case of boards and black flags it's about tripping somebody over because that's what it's mm. about and again you know puke apocalypse you just can't attack each other like in normal ways all you can do is blast each other with this acidic vomit and cause each other to swell up and explode. Um, because I know full well that if there's any other way of like two characters being able to attack each other in the game, that will be the main way that characters will attack each other. And I don't want that to happen. I don't, that's not what the game's about. Um, it's like sometimes, you know, we've talked about like, putting getting gun getting shooting teams in gaslands and racing teams in gaslands 
mm. to sort of live in the same world all the time in all the scenarios um, was a sort of a, a, a puzzle with too many corners in it um, that, that we sort of generated. And I, I do wish sometimes there had been a few bits in Gaslands that had said, you're not allowed guns today, you know, maybe just mm -hmm. here, just now, maybe you're just not allowed guns, despite the fact that this is a Mad Max world and this is a Death Race 2000 and obviously everybody's got guns coming out of every possible orifice at all times. Mm -hmm. Right here, right now, maybe just for this five minutes, no gun guns, you know. Mm. Um, but the thing is, it takes, I think, a certain amount of, like, confidence or arrogance or just sheer dumbass stupidity. To, like, pull, to pull obvious chunks that are expected out of a game and say, no, they're not going to be here. Yeah. 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 To pull something out where every, everybody's going to come in, you know, I know everybody's going to, everybody who plays Borders and Black Flags will go like, I've I got mean, it, Imagine, imagine the first person that made like an on rails shooter or something and was like, oh, wait, so am I allowed to move around? No, you can't move. You'll just get moved by the game. So like, what, what? It doesn't make any sense. Like, what am I doing? And it's and the thing is, it's it's so true what you say about you know the way it works with digital games, where you know you're, you're constantly playing a, 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 a digital game and you're running around, and you get trained into the fact that you can't pick up or interact with certain objects by the game because in the first room you try and open all these drawers and it just says that they don't work, and then you stop looking, and then halfway through the game you're meant to open a particular drawer and it's like. But those aren't the, what these hands do, apparently. Exactly. You know, the, and you and you drop this in on me, and it's like, it's like you say, those games can totally get away with somebody who can run and jump and shoot and you know use complex objects, but can't like open a cupboard. And it's like that's yeah, yeah. Or, or like or you'll in, you'll encounter plenty of game like you know, Dark Souls doesn't have a jump button. Like mm. you can't jump, you can't go up things. Like it, you just walk around. Uh, like there's no button for it and it's like well imagine a skirmish game where you weren't allowed to go up or down levels everyone would be like why where's the climbing rules let's immediately house rule that in it's like well no this is a, a decision about what the feel of the game is and what you're allowed to do in it and... yeah i think it's 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 odd that we work in a medium where we often assume certain things you know are going to be in our games like there's some sort of little boogeyman who'll come past and go i'm gonna put shooting in your game i don't care whether you want it or not that's where it should be there we go there's the shooting rules and then off he wafts to his his next appointment but well yeah. I, th I think it's interesting as well that and maybe this is a broader conversation but like there is clearly clearly there is a not yet complete and maybe endless loop of taking like the core kind of movement morale melee and missile sort of war game and making it better and better and more interesting and more different but i don't know that i don't know that there's like a peak that we've yet to reach like i think games design will continue to iterate but you know there are some games with the, the four m's today that are brilliant and and execute those things magnificently and i suppose in a similar way to you reaching for non-combat games and being like there's a huge area of undiscovered territory here i think taking as your premise the idea that you're allowed to limit the number of verbs in a game and then limiting odd verbs is an interesting place to push and say well 
no, no, this game is, this game feels this way because it doesn't have, you know, things that you would expect. It's not part of this, It you know, it's like, it's like when first person shooters first arrived and it's like, no, no, this isn't a continuation of something else. This is a break and there's something new. And and then, you know, those things iterated and some things got introduced and some things got limited. And so, I don't know, it's just, I mean, I'm interested by the fact that changing the palette changes the sort of the possibility of the games that you can create and even limiting things, just starting from that idea of limiting things can create a fundamentally different game experience, which is new and exciting and interesting to, to interact with. Absolutely. I think I had a major realisation um, a couple of weeks ago. I was at a, a convention, which was more of a sort of historic wargaming convention. Mm. And I was there doing a billion suns and gaslands and and hobgoblin and i was sitting with my gaslands board which is two foot square and it's plenty for a convention demo game mm. and sort of directly opposite me there was a guy with a 12 foot square table and two additional six foot by two foot tables for all of the paperwork necessary for what was being played upon the 12 foot square. Did you get to the middle of the 12 foot table? Enormous difficulty. <laughs> and then somebody fell through one of the tables at one point during the weekend. Um, and that wasn't like the biggest table. There were tables with like middles where people could crawl under and pop up. There was people playing, you know, six foot by eight foot, like, and people played a single game that lasted the full weekend and they didn't finish it. And they were happy about that. That was fine with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And I'm not... Yeah, just reaching from a different experience. Yeah, I'm not knocking any part of it, any part of that. You know, they had a lovely weekend and they have their hobby, you know, and their things. And I was just looking at those games going, it's like what I am interested in designing is so is so concerned with things that you guys not just aren't interested in but have an exactly opposite opinion to right yeah they'd be they'd be they'd be counter to what you'd be looking for like it plays in a small situation well i want an expansive table it plays really quickly well i don't want it to play quickly i want to have a luxurious weekends gaming like what, why would i want it to be over in an hour yeah, exactly. The, 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 those guys are like, you know, look, I've got to a certain age where I can have a room with a six foot by eight foot table in it that is permanently set up for my game. And I want to get as many of my miniatures onto that table as are physically possible. And I want that game to take me and my mate the whole weekend mm. during which we never have to speak to anybody else. So the idea that you're like, oh, this is great. It fits onto a two foot square table and you can get through a game in like 45 minutes. It's just like random groups of children can play it with you. <laughs> yeah. Why, why would you want to be striving for that? That's just horrible. What a horrible thing to try and create. Um, so, your, so your realization was about the distance between possible design goals. Fundamentally, yes, yes. That, that's what I was coming to there is that you know the things that I'm reaching for and interested in, um, in in my design goals are so fundamentally counter to other very good designs that that people find incredibly satisfying that I've ceased worrying about the fact that I'm sometimes just going to go, yeah, no, I'm just not going to let you do what the other guy lets you do. He's great. Go and do his thing if you want to, like you know, be able to do anything you think you should be able to do. 
if you want to be able to do what I think you should be able to do, and trust me, you know, I have thought about it, then, you know, we can be off to the races. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting, and, like, obviously, you and I have worked together on games that are quite belligerent on that. Like, A Billion mm. Sons is the poster boy of just not being the game that you expect it to be. But even in A Billion Sons, like, there are all the verbs that you'd expect in terms of moving and shooting and blah, blah, blah are there. So there is like, there's a palette of expectations that is met. It's just that the way the game sets itself up introduces a bunch of other complexities where you were just like, maybe you were just like, well, can I not just push some ships together until they go boom? Yes, yes. Okay, um, I think it's probably about the right time to wrap that conversation up. Yeah, no, very, very interesting though. I'm, I'm inspired by the simple idea of disallowing common actions i'm going to take that one away okay yeah i mean i i think yeah the root thing to say is like to remember nothing is forced to be in your game you are yeah. the overlord of it you get to decide what goes in and what doesn't and if something doesn't happen to work for your game yeah players might expect it for like five minutes and then they'll <laughs> get over it you know right. and they'll play it and it'll be okay um if you've played a game that didn't do something that it obviously should have done, or you were obviously expecting it to do, please do swing down into the comment section and let us know about it. How did it stop you from doing the thing? Did it just discourage you? Did it just go, I'm just not giving you rules for it? You know, let's move on. Um, while you're doing there, hit on the like and subscribe buttons. Swing over to the Discord. Also have a conversation with us about it there. But for now, from this episode of Rule of Carnage, I think we need to thank you and goodbye. So thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye.